Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, Episode 2. This episode, we are going to explore what boundaries look like in motherhood. So I'm going to give you six tips and tricks to walk away with. So let's delve into the episode today. Hello and welcome to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, the show that helps you not only feel empowered and knowledgeable, but confident and a boss mom in the dyslexia journey. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren. All right, so welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you are tuning into episode two. This um, episode is really going to focus on boundaries. So if you tuned in last week, you got to know a little bit more about me as your host, Dr. Lauren, in the context of why this is important to me, why we're here, and why you're here. So if this is your first episode, then I highly encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode, just in case you want to know a little bit more about who I am and what the context of the show is. Again, for me, context is so important. So I think, um, you know, I don't always get invested in listening to something unless I know who I'm listening to and why. So I highly encourage you to go back to episode one. But in today's episode, again, we're going to talk about boundaries in motherhood. So we'll discuss the top six boundary strategies that I use and think are extremely effective in being a wife, a mother, a friend, or seriously, really any aspect of your life. So you ready to step outside of your comfort zone and level up? Well, I am, and I know you are too. So let's do it. And those of you who listened to episode one, you know that I'm a former division one athlete. So I like to kind of approach things in like a game mindset and a goal oriented mindset. I'm very solution based, solution oriented. Um, you know, there's a time and place to vent. There's a time and place to kind of get your thoughts out and ruminate, but there's also a time and place to bring a solution and solve a problem. So we know that motherhood is messy. We know that it is a marathon. We know that we are there. There's really no day off. And instead of feeling worn out, instead of feeling guilt, instead of feeling like I can't get off the hamster wheel and I'm losing my identity why not pour into you, get yourself some some boundaries and figure out how to implement that in your life in all aspects. And really, that's what's going to move the needle. And that's what's really going to help you uh, feel successful and be successful without losing your identity as who you are. So do you ever ask yourself if you have boundaries? I think that's a really important question. So we know what the word is, right? We know, think of a physical thing. You know, if you have, property lines if you're a homeowner they're property lines 
Those are your boundaries. You don't you don't cut the grass of your neighbors if you know your line stops at a certain place. If you are getting a fence, you know that when the company is figuring out the square footage of your backyard or front yard, that's your boundary or property line. Well, think of it as how can I have lines like that in many aspects of my life? Now, it's important for me to state that setting boundaries is a healthy thing. Some might view it as, well, I'm cutting off people or I'm hurting their feelings or that's really harsh. No, it's actually something that's protecting you to make sure that you can pour into yourself. And I say that a lot and we'll delve into that in this episode. But I really want you to ask yourself, do you have boundaries? And do you feel like you're, if you set them, are you hurting someone's feelings? And if really that's the case, then perhaps you have loose boundaries or you don't have boundaries. And honestly, that's okay. You're here to learn and listen and there's really no judgment there. So as moms, here's where I see us not having tight boundaries. We always find excuses to not have these things. So have you found yourself saying, oh, well, you know, I really don't have time to take care of my health, you know, meaning I don't have time to work out. You know, I, I, I just, I can't find the time or I just, I have to go take my kids here. Um, do you do you find yourself saying, I just can't get enough sleep? Um, maybe you're not taking care of your mental health. You know, what brings you joy? What are things that fill your cup? Do you feel like you can't pour into yourself? Are you always allowing your kids to run the show? Are you not saying no enough? And yes, kids do need to hear more yeses. Don't get me wrong. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Are you just saying yes to your kids when really you should be saying no to perhaps teach them a natural consequence or um, something of that nature? So I want to say the psychology today put out an article in June 2021 called Setting Boundaries Efficiently. And the author states, this is a direct quote, boundaries are limits and needs you express to yourself and others in order to feel safe healthy and comfortable these are especially important in relationships and the big key to that is communication if you don't have established communication in any relationship then setting a boundary can be very hard i gotta tell you i couldn't agree with this more and when i say relationships i don't just mean relationships with your partner or with your kids i mean relationships with everyone including yourself Do you set boundaries to put your phone down at a set time at night? Do you set boundaries with yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to cut off that glass of wine because I've had too many tonight. Boundaries are, again, to state this quote, something that helps you feel safe, healthy, and comfortable. And the older we get, if we don't set those boundaries, life becomes even more challenging with kids. And when you couple that with a child with a learning disability, that can wreak havoc and have strain in your marriage um, with communicating with your child to find their strengths, to really you know, capitalize on that. It can leave you feeling depleted and frustrated and angry when you're trying to communicate with the schools and the teachers. So really, the point of this episode is to get a strong foundation So you can become that dyslexia mom boss that I know that you're capable of being. So I want to explain six boundary strategies that I feel you need as a mom to be an optimal mom. And I'm talking like 
Think about your car. If you have a car that needs that premium gas, if you put in the regular, it's just not going to run right. You know, it's just not going to be smooth. It's going to be bumpy. You're going to have to take it back into the car um, dealership for service. You need to run on like high octane. And in order to do that, you've got to put your oxygen mask on first. So here are my six strategies. I know you're like, she's solution oriented. Where are these strategies, Dr. Lauren? Well, here we are. We're going to dive right in. We are like seven minutes into this episode and I'm not messing around. So number one. You need to be clear and concise. So here's an example. If you don't want your kids to come into your room or in your bed in the mornings, then don't lay in their bed in the morning. So I'm these examples I'm giving you are either things that have happened in my life or things that, you know, I've talked to other mom friends that we've kind of chatted about. So if that is your me time, Right. If that's your me time to be like, I need an hour before the kids are up or whatever it is to meditate or whatever, check your email, pay some bills, whatever you do in that time is you time in the mornings, then don't invite your kids in when that's your time or don't go into their room and lay in their bed. You want to be clear and concise because here's the thing. When you're consistent, then there's there's not much to expect in terms of inconsistency with your kids being like, oh, well, mom's angry because I came into the room. You know, if you if you communicate, this is mommy's time. So unless it's an absolute emergency and then you have to take it a step further, what do emergencies look like? Because emergencies look different to everybody in different families. So, you know, if you have, I have a, I have a four-year-old. So let's say she wet her bed. You know, maybe that's an emergency. Right. I'm not going to have her lay in a, in a wet bed just because I'm trying to meditate. You know, that's something I can adjust and be flexible because that's what we do in parenthood. But you want to be clear and concise about what that boundary looks like. Now, I just gave that example as one, but I'm sure that you can think of any other aspects in your life. So be clear and concise about what that specific thing is that you need to do at that time. And then make sure you communicate that to your to your spouse, to your kids to whomever the second strategy is you got to be assertive now for me personally this is not a hard thing this is just a part of my personality um i i don't want to say confrontation but i'm i'm fine with confrontation it doesn't bother me as a matter of fact i view the i view any sort of uncomfortable interaction as a as a um, opportunity for growth right so really it's all about how you control your reactions so you might be hearing be assertive is like oh that sounds mean I don't think I can do that maybe you're more of a people pleaser and you really don't want to hurt someone's feelings it's not about being aggressive it's about just stating what is happening and being firm about it so here's here's an example I'm I'm sure this has happened in your house many times so your child won't stop nagging you about a snack before dinner right so I've been there So if I pick up my daughter from school and it's kind of at the start of dinner time, let's say it's five o'clock, she's home and she hasn't had lunch since 12 and more than often she doesn't eat her lunch for whatever her reasons are, she is a picky eater. She wants a snack the second she gets home and I'm thinking, no, dinner is in like 30 to 45 minutes, right? So I'm, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, she's hungry, she's irritable and then all of a sudden we're just, we're just off and running, right? 
So she keeps nagging, 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 nagging. So the easy thing to do in that moment is really to just give in, right? To just say, fine, go have a snack. And let's say that they go have a cookie or four cookies. And then the next thing you know, you're at dinner time, you're, you're, you've been making dinner for 30, 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm not hungry or mommy, this tastes bad. And then because you haven't poured into yourself, then you start getting upset. Maybe you yell, maybe you, uh, you know, say something that is just like, nobody appreciates me, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so you see that domino effect. We've all been there. So the best way to combat that is to communicate, okay, it is five o'clock. We're going to have dinner at this time. I'm, you know, uh, and maybe at this time you might give a little breadcrumbs for a snack because obviously you don't want your kid to be starving, but you need to set a boundary about, because I've actually done this where I've said to my, my youngest daughter and my husband, I said, okay, if we pick her up after this time and she's hungry, we give her a small snack or it's something that is a part of dinner. So we usually do, you know, a protein, a fruit and a vegetable. So maybe she has her fruit as her quote snack right before dinner, because then that's part of her dinner. But I mean, if you're telling your, your, um, household, all right, after this time no more snacks because we have to get ready for dinner you're being assertive you're being clear and concise and you're setting that boundary so then the kids will know oh it's after this time mommy's going to be upset I should probably wait or you know whatever the case is so being assertive about whatever that situation is is another boundary strategy a third boundary strategy is to demonstrate appreciation so I know sometimes this is really hard, um, especially, again, if we don't pour into ourselves, we can be very short, we can be very irritable, we can be very um, not so nice to be around. And, you know, I've been in that space where if I haven't fueled my body enough because I'm too busy taking care of other people, then I might be short with my husband if he asks me a question or I might be short with my girls if they're like wanting something simple <laughs> because I, I know all you moms out there, sometimes we get tired of hearing mom, mom, I can't find this mom. This. Like it gets, it gets exhausting, but it's really important to demonstrate appreciation. So maybe telling your spouse how much you appreciate when they took the kids out for an hour or two, because it helps you get things done to find time for you. Right. Or, you know, really telling your, your kids, Hey, I really, um, love the fact that you were able to problem solve through that, um, situation when mommy was in the middle of a call or whatever it is but I think that is demonstrating a sense of gratitude and I think when we set boundaries when both parties understand the boundaries and there's clear communication it really adds like a cherry on top of the cake when you have that gratitude and appreciation and I think when you have a family and busy schedules and if you have multiple kids it's really hard to do that. I mean, life gets life gets away from you. And so it's really important to find those those nuggets. I know my husband and I, we have weekly marriage meetings. And we talk about logistics, but we also talk about what we appreciate about each other during that week. And I got to tell you, it really fills the cup. It really makes you feel like, you know what? I am on to something. Like I am invested in this and it is going somewhere healthy. And that's always good. Remember, boundaries are healthy. All right, boundary strategy number four, broken record. This one, this one, I think requires a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
a lot of uh, discipline and being very consistent. And I feel like if you're a teacher mom out there, this may not be too challenging for you, or maybe it is because it's your own kid. But think about that kid in class, right? That is just, let's say they're on a BIP. Let's say they have a behavioral um, plan, improvement plan, and they just keep like their way of getting your attention is to keep having negative behaviors, right? And so your response, like the initial response, if you're not trained in knowing how to deal with kids that have challenging behaviors is you might get frustrated, you might get angry, or you might just give in to the power struggle. But what you have to do is be that broken record. So if your child keeps, you know, asking for something that you already said no, you got to be clear and concise and tell them, you know, you want to respect them. They're little people. You don't want to keep yelling at them saying, no, we already discussed this. You know my answer and walk away. But, but, but no, no, I want, no, we already discussed this. You know my answer. And what they'll learn is they can't push that boundary with you. Whatever it is. I mean, it could be, this could be for anything. And again, all of these boundaries can be applied in your relationships, your work relationships, your marriage, friendships. I mean, anything. But I mean, I feel like if you are consistent, I mean, think about, think about adults, right? Think about if you're an oversharer and you're sharing information with someone that maybe you don't know very well and let's say maybe they don't receive it well, you're going to pick up on that body language like, ooh, I might have shared too much. You, that is kind of um, a natural boundary. If you have to run into them again at work or whenever it is, you're most likely not going to do that. And so we as adults kind of can you know, feel and read people's body language to say, oh, I might have said too much or I think I might have hurt their feelings. But it's actually really important for us to vocalize it. So obviously in that situation, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm sorry, I overshared. Did I, uh, you know, cross a boundary like that? That would be even more like awkward, you know, really like, whoa, you know. But I think that if we are stating, hey, you know, we already discussed this or, you know, even if there's something that comes up that let's say, let's say you're dealing with a difficult family situation and someone keeps bringing up something that's bothering you. It's totally appropriate to be the broken record. You know, I appreciate your thoughts on this, but I'm not really comfortable talking about this right now. Let's move on or something along those lines. So the broken record, I feel like is great. Um, it might really annoy the person or your or your kids at first but I think if you're consistent because really consistency is key and I think about that through an education lens I mean I, I've, I've worked with students that have difficult behaviors and it's easy to give in but once you know their patterns they're going to start to read you and that's when you really have to like hunker down and just be very 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 consistent clear um Actually, you know what? You have to be clear and concise. You have to be assertive. And then you got to sprinkle in the gratitude and appreciation and be the broken record. All right. The fifth strategy is know your limits. This is a huge, huge, huge one for us as moms out there because we wear about 52 million hats during the day. And by the end of the day, we're tanked. So, you know, it's at the end of the night, your kids are driving you nuts, not listening or getting ready for bed. I've been there. You're beyond exhausted. You just want to crash on the couch with a drink of your choice and just tune out, right? But instead, you kind of start yelling and you snap at them and it could turn into a, an argument. It could turn into a kid crying. It can turn into who knows what. And what's important 
to know, and we'll talk about this in another episode, is really, you know, being in tune with your needs. But when you know your limits, you can actually stop yourself before you get to that point of yelling and screaming. You can say, all right, I'm starting to feel the anxiety raising, um, rising rather. I'm starting to feel really angry right now because I'm not being hurt. You know, you, you can start to check in with yourself to then know I need to take five minutes. You know, kids actually respect adults more when they can actually articulate, hey, mommy is really, really upset right now and I don't want to continue this conversation. So I'm going to go take five minutes. Because if we model that we can bring down our anxiety, our anger, our issues or whatever it is, then they're going to learn that. Because really, you know, it's, it's, it's about modeling. So it's so important for us to know our limits um, in all aspects of life. But I mean, motherhood is like, whew, it is a marathon. And the last strategy is to release the guilt. Release the mom guilt. Guilt-free, right? We are always going to beat ourselves up about something. Oh, I didn't breastfeed long enough. Oh, my goodness. When I had my youngest daughter, um, I really beat myself up. I struggled with being home with her because I'm very I'm not a stay-at-home mom it's not my DNA um, kudos to all the stay at, stay-at-home moms out there it is definitely a full-time job that I would never apply for uh, my my husband is more of a stay-at-home dad even though he's a teacher he would he would stay home in a heartbeat I'm more of the career-driven go-getter mom that's like let's let's do it all and so when she was born I was home with her for six weeks <laughs> And by like the third week, I was ready to go back to work. And a lot of it was I needed the adult stimulation. I needed the adult conversations. I needed I needed to pour into me. And I couldn't just have a baby on my breast all day while I was, you know, not finding time to eat and shower. And I just I just felt a mess. And, you know, when I went back to work, I had my own societal mom guilt where I was like, I'm supposed to be home with my child. And you know, my my full disclosure, my daughter was a late preemie, so I didn't have milk until a week later. So I'm pumping and nothing's coming out. But yet she's still latching. And so we were, you know, going back and forth between breast milk and um and formula. And so I would on my planning periods would I'd bring my my computer and have my whole pumping station. I go to the nurse's office, I'd set up, I'd have it both cups on both breasts and I'd be sending out emails 40 minutes into my planning and then I'm like oh no I got to clean up because my planning was done in 50 minutes and I would have maybe four ounces of milk and it was depressing and I remember coming home and my husband stayed home with her for 12 weeks and um I felt like a, a failure mom I was like I I could only breastfeed for six weeks when I was home and then you know, she was only getting milk at night when I could nurse. I mean, it was just awful. But I put the societal guilt on myself, right? Like nobody actually said, Lauren, you're a bad mom because you're not staying home and breastfeeding around the clock. No. But the the reason I gave you that little story was because we're always going to put guilt on ourselves. I mean, this is this is just human nature. We will feel bad. But if we can work on ourselves, then we won't have to feel bad. We won't have to have the guilt. So you should release the guilt about having boundaries because really the reality is if you set a firm boundary with yourself your kids um with your spouse with co with anybody then you will have ha happy and healthy relationships um i mean that's that's really 
the key to life, right? We just, we, we want happiness. We want joy. We don't want chaos and confusion and guilt and shame. That's not what it's about. That's not the name of the game, guys. This is called the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, okay? So we are going to boss up. We are going to really dig deep. We are going to develop strategies for how we can navigate through this, really, I should say, decubed journey because your child could have dyslexia, dyscalculia, and dysgraphia. Um, but I just use dyslexia in my in my podcast title because I know that is a, a a big buzzword, and also it's like the biggest learning disability out there. So we we gotta we gotta move the needle, guys. So anyway, that is the end of episode two. I hope that you have walked away with some strategies to use and utilize. Um, definitely send me a message on Instagram. Let me know if you're enjoying the podcast. Any feedback, any um, comments, or any um, topics you'd like me to delve into. So please be sure to follow me on um, Instagram at the Dr. Lauren. And I look forward to seeing you all next week for episode three. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.